Hello, friends, and welcome to Brew Theology. This is Janelle, and we have something extra special for you this week. We have interviews from the streets of Wild Goose Festival. While we were there, we snagged some people that were in the booth, people that were walking by, even a couple of speakers, and asked them several questions. And so now you get to listen in on their answers and what they had to say. We hope you really enjoy this. It was such a blast, and we plan to be there next year and hope that you can join us. The other way that you can come and meet us is we are hosting Theology Beer Camp on August 18 and 19. If you haven't already signed up and want to, let us know. If you need to get your tickets right away, we can help you out. So hope we can help, and I hope you enjoy these conversations. So we're at the Wild Goose Festival, hanging out at our Brew Theology booth. It's so awesome here. And we've got Bart Patton from SMU Perkins, youth ministry guru in the his house. Woo woo! What's up, Bart? Hey, man, it's hot. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> San Diego. All right, don't don't let us digress because that could happen easily. Okay. So we got three easy questions for you. Okay. It depends on if you think this is easy or not. Because no like, if you have to just pick one, if you could pick one beer and it's your favorite beer of all time, what's that beer? Uh, zombie dust. I don't know. I don't know the brewery, but I had it at the Slippery Noodle Inn in Indianapolis, Indiana, and it's a it's a it's a 100 on Beer Advocate. Solid. But my go-to, my go-to though would be uh, would be Revolver Blood and Honey, out of the great state of Texas. That's right, Texas. You heard it right there. That's actually a really good beer. It's refreshing. It is. After so I mow the if yard. If you're gonna pair that with your favorite theologian, the most important theologian you've ever read, if you had to only pick one and you could read this person for the rest of your life, who would it be? Ooh. Good. Um. Nice to meet you, Jail. Man. Like, that's the only person I could read? Yeah. That's the only information that I could get. The most influential, the one that you're like, I could just drink this in all day long, all day night, all Um, the time. Share it with my friends. It's it's a... uh, two two names come to mind. I don't know how to distinguish between uh, Augustine and and Karl Barth. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll say it's a tie for first it's place a tie. There. You, you can have a as tie. As far as comprehensive That's... and exhaustive work, yeah. All right. And then lastly, yes. this might be the most difficult. Okay. The most pressing theological issue in the 21st century moving forward. I actually think it's um, I, I think it's it's hermeneutics of scripture. Um, I, I think that I don't think that we have a as much of a problem with. With biblical ignorance, it's about biblical interpretation. Uh, I think that that as we become increasingly polarized, people continue to use scripture in the way that they want to see it used. And so I think I think a lot of our problems now are uh, interpretation problems. They're hermeneutics problems. And so I think uh, I think I think that's really what has divided the Western Church more than anything in the last 20 years. So um, finding some consensus and uh, some really good dialogue around how we understand Scripture is, I think, really, I think that's, I think it feeds a lot of other things that I could have answered that question with that are symptomatic from that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We will see you on the podcast. Absolutely. Cheers. Hey, Brew Theology peeps, this is Janelle from the Wild Goose Festival in North Carolina, and I am interviewing Brian, and uh, he's going to answer a few questions for us. So, Brian, tell us what is your favorite beverage of choice? Oh, 
Um, no, we just went to the, the Really Locally, cheer wine. Can't awesome. go wrong there. All right. Um, but yeah, our uh, I think my my biggest favorite is anything brewed locally. It's a local craft beer. And uh, do you have a favorite genre of beer? I have ones that I don't like. <laughs> but, That's fair. But yeah, uh, I like I like a lot. Uh, uh, I'm lean. I lean. Towards uh, browns and uh, stouts, but I, I've, the my eyes have been opened to the wonders of the IPA. Oh boy! Going so to the dark side yeah. <laughs> All right, I understand. Uh, do you have a favorite theologian or philosopher yeah. or someone in that area of thought? Um. Does Rob Bell count? Sure, yeah. absolutely. He, um, he's his speaking style and and just the the way he he builds his arguments are are so compelling to me that uh, uh, I love listening to him uh, speak and and when you read his books, it's like listening to him talk the way the way he writes. It's yep. it's. Um, it's almost fun to try and imitate his speech pattern while you're reading his books, but <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's he's certainly one of my yeah. my favorites. He's doing some cutting edge stuff, yeah. which is important. What? So speaking of the cutting edge, what do you think is the the issue that probably concerns you the most, or you feel is something that we need to work on the most in the current age that we're in? As as Americans or as Christians um, or your pick. I might even let you answer both of those if you as want. As American to. Christians, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's a that's a different uh, sort of brand of theology entirely, um, rather than Christianity as a whole. Um, like, uh, ecological awareness and responsibility yeah. is huge, and that that impacts not just air and water, and it you know uh, it doesn't it doesn't just impact endangered species or food but it's uh, it touches everything poverty um, and uh, racism and all sorts of things can you know fall under that that uh, that umbrella so I think um, it's 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 a big deal for American Christians to recognize uh, our responsibility to the environment we're not here to subdue the earth we're here to steward it absolutely so I love that yeah, so that's, I think that's our, our biggest issue facing us today. Awesome. Are you having fun at the Goose? Oh, yeah, we were here last year for the first time, and, and uh, it's it's been just as fun this year, too. So Great. Well, thanks so much for joining me, and uh, we'll look forward to having you up on the podcast. All right, thank you. All right, this is Andy sitting here with Nathan Welch. Um, we're at the hatchery table, and I'm going to ask him a few questions. Um, Nathan, can you introduce yourself first so we can hear a bit about you? I am living in Los Angeles right now. I'm a student at the hatchery. Um, I also work with Trip Fuller uh, with the Homebrew Christianity podcast. So uh, I'm a musician by trade. I spent, I don't know, 10 or so years uh, pursuing two different music degrees and uh, taught, taught at a college and taught privately and gigged a lot and then changed course, uh, started working in a church, did some okay. campus ministry stuff, uh, and wanted to pursue uh, theology academically. So 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's sort of where I am right now. My focus is uh, on theology and disability. Uh, that's mainly what I've been uh, studying uh, at the Hatchery. So yeah. Cool. So we've got three questions we've been asking people. I know you're not a beer drinker, but the first question: What is your beverage of choice? So if I'm if my beverage of choice is alcoholic, I gotta go with a nice uh, single malt Scotch, preferably uh, an Isla like okay. Lafrog or uh, Lagavulin. Okay. If non-alcoholic, I really like uh, really high quality green tea. High quality green tea. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Question number two: Who is your favorite theologian? Who's the most influential theologian to you, to you and your experience of faith like who do you yeah so I being in the middle of of my education right now I'm always discovering new people and it's and so I always think oh this guy is or this girl is this woman this man is the the most influential you know but currently who I'm stuck on is uh, a man named Henry Nelson Wyman who is a very little known theologian which could be part of the reason why I like him so much but he uh, was at Chicago, Chicago school. Um, pseudo process, um, more of a uh, uh, naturalistic theist. Um, yeah, he, his work has very, very been very influential. He's a, an empiricist, um, so he's not really into metaphysics very much. Uh, and I just resonate so much with uh, with his works, his writing. Um, I'm currently reading uh, The Source of Human Good by him. Um, Man's Ultimate Commitment is another great book. It's It's been uh, very, very influential just in the short amount of time I've, I've been reading him. Awesome. I'll have to check him out. All right, last question. What is the one most pressing issue for the church or for faith communities today? Well, I think the, the, the from my perspective, it's the ability or inability to incorporate uh, or to hold uh, difference in all of its forms, whether it's difference of opinions, difference of you know appearance or beliefs or uh, anything. You know, we don't do a very good job of we don't know what to do when we come into contact with somebody who is different. Uh, we can't even have conversations anymore with people who who look at things differently, and, and I think that that is. I think that the only way to move forward as the church is to be able to um, sort of transcend these, the state that we're in right now. We need to be able to, on the one hand, allow ourselves to be vulnerable and open to receive the other and allow that to transform us. And in the process, the other is transformed as well. So we, we are mutually transformed in the exchange and the encounter. And we're just... We are not doing a very good job of, of experiencing those encounters. We're not open to those encounters. We resist them at all all costs. And, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a little simplistic, maybe a little naive. Uh, but I truly believe that we're not going to get anywhere good uh, unless we are able to encourage those sort of encounters to, to flourish. Awesome. Well, well, thanks for taking some time with us, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple months at Beer Camp. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. TheologyBeerCamp.com. Be there. Denver. All right. Take it easy. Hey, all this is Andy at the Wild Goose Festival with Bridget... Blinn Spears. Blinn Spears. I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> um, we've been interviewing folks and just asking a few questions, but before we do that, could you just tell us a bit about why you're here and kind of what your experience has been with the goose so far? This is our second Wild Goose Festival. Last year, we brought our kids... It's ra- it rained last year. There's mud puddles everywhere. It's delightful for small kids. Less delightful if you're trying to camp and sleep with them. 
Um, having our kids here was great. Not having them here meant we could listen to somebody different in almost every single block. And so I've done that, and it's been phenomenal. Lots of cool conversations. I jumped in on your podcast the other day. Yes, you did. Thank you so much. Um, so it's been awesome. Awesome. Okay, so question number one. What is your beer of choice? My beer of choice is any kind of well-brewed brown ale barrel-aged. Okay. Preferably in a bourbon barrel. So you like that high octane, you know, 11, 12%. Yes. Feeling good. All Barring right. Barring that, like put some stuff in some stout, like the Prairie Artisan Ales Bomb. Very good stuff. I'll have to check it out. Also very high octane. Awesome. They're out of Oklahoma. Out of Oklahoma. Where in Oklahoma? Tulsa? Uh, I think I like a small town. Nice. I can't remember the name of it. All right. Well, question number two. Who is your favorite theologian or what theologian or thinker has most influenced kind of your faith development and who you are? I think currently probably my four-year-old because when she was born, I started thinking about sort of questions and answers in different ways and sort of the questions she asked me and the questions I anticipate that she will ask me as she gets older. Um, she has some really currently interesting theological interpretations of the resurrection. Okay. And what any, that means. Anything you want to share? Well, so our, our oldest dog recently passed away and she is very convinced he will be reappearing any minute because Jesus brought himself back to life and therefore Sergeant will be coming back to join us imminently. Awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question. Um, what is the most pressing issue for the church? Like, what do we need to deal with that we're not dealing with right now? I think the thing that we are, it's more something, I guess, that we are just starting to deal with and actually that you guys are dealing with maybe better than, than most people. But the, the, um, the struggle to engage collaboratively and um, productively with people we disagree with I was in a session earlier where they talked about our deepest fear being um, more about being cast out of the tribe than anything else. And so when someone disagrees with you, it feels like they're not in your tribe. And so until we start, of start to recognize that as it's happening and sort of actively engage and overcome that to continue in dialogue, um, productive, constructive dialogue and not just screaming and waiting for your turn to talk. Right. Um, I, th I think that's the biggest thing that we, we currently are needing to work on. And I'm very excited to see people starting to work on it. Um, but I think in lots of spaces, it's not happening yet. we got a long way to go. Yes. Awesome. Well, do you have anything else you want to share with the uh, Brief Theology community? No, other than I think you guys are awesome. And... I, I think you're awesome, too. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, y'all, this is Andy. I'm at the Wild Goose with Christian yes. Pyatt, and we're going to be talking with him about what he's doing here and also some questions we've been asking folks. So the first thing, if you could just tell us a bit about your experience at the Goose, why you're here, what brings you back. Mm. This is actually my fourth one on the East Coast and my fifth overall because I did the Portland one as well, the, the uh, Oregon one as well. Um, I come primarily because of the people I connect with. Uh, you can sit in one place or you can wander around and you meet the most amazing people. Right. Some of whom have big names and you know, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm talking to this person. And some, he's like, oh, who are you? What are you about? Tell me about yourself. And we just have a, I met a guy at dinner last night that I'd never met before and we had the most amazing conversation for an hour and a half. And it was just beautiful. And like there is nowhere else that I know. Unfortunately, the rest of the world is not as much like that. Right. 
but it, it, it's a context in which people are allowed to really be curious and to really be engaged with each other in a way that the superficiality of daily life really doesn't afford. Right. So I love that. And this is one of our official questions, but asking folks who've been for a while, what's what has changed since we started this kind of experiment, what, seven years ago was the first use? Six? It's, been a, it's been a while, six, I think, six, yeah. back in Shikori Hills. I went in Shikori Hills. Oh, it's certainly bigger. Um, there's more going on. Right. Uh, I think that's that's a little overwhelming for people sometimes. Um, but at the same time, it is it is drawing out of people conversations because now they know what to expect here mm-hmm. and what's assumed when you get here about the openness and who you can be right, here. Right. It, it's it's drawing a, a broader demographic of people in some ways, but it, it's also, it, it creates a level of comfort when you just walk in. There's an energy about it. And that grows as the festival gains that identity over time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing because it's it's very liberating. Right. Like you don't come here pretending to be something else. You're just a hundred percent who you are, right? And I love that. And really getting to see people in their truest selves, uh, and and just sitting down and, and spending that time. I mean, that to me is is a beautiful thing. And so I mean, what's changed? Obviously, there are a lot of big names. There's you know a lot of fascinating music and all that kind of thing but but to me it's just the culture of openness and and true to yourselfness you know that 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 it is implied in coming here and i find that really beautiful awesome thanks all right so our first question we've been asking folks what is your beer of choice what do you go to when you want something cold that's gonna gonna fill you oh well i i cannot drink beer anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, I have a beer allergy. I was a brewer, mm-hmm. and I actually just recently gave away all my brewing equipment. Really? But uh, the uh, Firestone Double Jack okay. is, I mean, that's not a sip, that's not a chugging beer. It's a high octane. It's a big one. Yeah. I love a a, uh, a mosaic single hop mm-hmm. pale. Mm-hmm. Um, I could drink that all day long, but I also really like the kick in the back of the palate of uh, an Amarillo hopped. Okay. Uh, pale ale, but I'm, I'm a bitter guy. I like bitter. Or a sour guy myself. Okay. I like I like me a sour. Uh, Commons Brewery, okay. uh, the farmhouses and sours in Portland, mm-hmm. is one of my favorite places. It's fantastic. Get a flight of sours and you're set. I'll have to check it out. In Portland. Yes. Uh, so question number two, who is the most influential theologian that you're reading right now or that's kind of influencing your thought right now? Who do you go to? I have been I have been enamored with Walter Wink for a long time. Yes. And I really cannot get over how blown away I am every time I pick up his work. And it, it, it hits me between the eyes in a new way every time. Um, he holds me accountable in a way and convicts me in a way that a lot of things don't. I read a lot of good ideas, mm-hmm. but I, I, I pick his stuff up and I feel like... I'm actually compelled in a in a in a prophetic way to be a better person. And when a book, when an idea can do that, I mean that's that's as close to miraculous as I can think of in a written form. And and so I'm just I am so indebted to uh, to his work. Yeah. Okay, Christian. Last question. 
what is the most pressing issue for the church or for faith communities today? And that could be things we have to change. That could be things that we're not even addressing yet. Where do you see us kind of not going far enough or not getting it right? Mm. Yeah, I, I could I could go down a list of issues. Right, right. You know, Black Lives Matter, LGBT, class issues, gentrification, blah, 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 blah. I could list all those and pick one. Mm-hmm. But... The reality is, until the church writ large, capital C, gets over its obsession with survival and institutional maintenance, we will not do the work of Jesus in the way that we're called to. We have to stop worrying about surviving before we can do ministry. Because it's it's like, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's trying to hold something in your hand with a clenched fist. Right. You can't do it. Right. Uh, you have to release, you have to let go of what next or, or the, the consequences that may come mm-hmm. from you being truly prophetic right. in the world. And be willing to, as I say to people, if, if you could fulfill your mission as a church today, but what it would cost you is closing the doors of this church and walking away forever, would you do it? And until the answer of that is without a thought, yes, absolutely yes, then the church cannot live into its true prophetic calling. Amen. And that's our biggest challenge right now because, you know, the cage is shrinking, so right, to speak. Right. And we've, we've got to accept that and, and let go of the cage. Anything else you want to share with the Brew Theology community? You know, this is the second time I've gotten to hang out with you guys. I really enjoy it. Uh, we need more voices like this that, that are cultivating story and community in the world. I think it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, I look forward. I hope you listen to Homebrew Culture Cast. We do. And, uh, you know, check out the books, Leaving a Holiness Behind and Surviving the Bible, coming in October with Augsburg Fortress. Uh, you know, i got to do that or they're going to kill me. Right. So uh, half of why I'm here, I guess. But, but yeah, I think it's uh, a beautiful thing that you guys are doing, the intentional, uh, you know, dynamic behind what you're doing and getting people together for a purpose. I think that's a great thing. Well, thanks for your time, Christian, and I look forward to hanging out more. Right on, man. Thanks. So here we are right now. We're right here. We are hanging out in North Carolina. Praise the Lord. We have some brewskis. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a Wicked Weed. What do you got, Trip? Uh, Cigar City. Maduro. Mm, Cigar City. It's in Tampa. I had them at GABF two years ago. Okay, so Trip knows a lot about beer and a little bit about theology, so we're going to start off with beer. I pray. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Favorite beer of all time? Uh, okay, but you have to answer one question for me to answer this question. Is this single beer or like crushable beer? How about if is uh, it a like the beer beer that you want to get married to and have forever? If I had to pick one, one stand with. If I had had to have one for married, it would be Drake's fifteen hundred, but it has to be less than thirty days old. It drops off fast. It is a wonderfully intensely dry hot pale ale. Uh, from the Bay Area, and one six-pack equals a Lakers victory. You're going to need more than that. Maybe throw a, you just sneak a double IPA for a loss. But uh, And I'll testify as your untapped friend that you drink a lot of the Drake. Oh, I do. But yeah. not as much as you used to. Well, that's because their distribution has really waned. They get it. I told you, like, 30 days or less. It's the greatest thing. 60s, okay. After 60 days, the Drake's 1,500. It like uh, falls out of the sky. Mm. Every, right. I pass on a joke that might have been inappropriate. 
He does that often, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so this is Trip Fuller, by the it's way. It's called self-editing. The guy, the guy, the one and only from Homebrew Christianity, coming to Theology Beer Camp, by the oh. way. It's August 18th and 19th. Uh-huh. Dan Rosado is going to be there. Who else is going to be there? Uh, you're going to be there? And Peter Rollins? Well, obviously, but yeah, whatever. Uh, who cares about but, Pete? Um, I don't know. Is Janelle going to dance with us? Janelle's going to dance. That's what I'm talking about. Shane is going to dance. Going to dance, or is he going to elevate? Yes. Because I feel like that his dancing is a proleptic arrival of the eschatological banquet. <laughs> Hashtag truth. Uh-huh. Next question. Theologian, thinker, philosopher. Uh-huh. If you could pick one person who's been the most influential in your life outside of John Cobb. Oh. Ah, there it is. We all know it's John Living Cobb. Living or dead? It doesn't matter. Um... Okay, well, dead, it's Wolfhart Pondenberg. They planned it against uh, Living, I can't say Philip Clayton because he was my advisor, and that's, like, cheating. Then Elizabeth A. Johnson. All right. Feminist Catholic. Oh, Ask the Beast, badass. She Who Is, boom, shakalaka. And then she wrote one of the greatest introductions to 20th century and contemporary theology, uh, Quest for the Living God, introducing a whole series of school of thought. Uh, plus, she likes the podcast. I mean, that's not why I like her. It's just she's clear, succinct. She has a voice for lay people, uh, secular audience, and is is like academic powerhouse. Yeah. Lastly, and this is the big one. You ready for it? Oh, yeah. All right. The most pressing theological issue of the 21st century go. Like, that you think would be the most pressing by the end of it? No, right. So currently, moving forward. Um, it's going to be human anthropology and its relationship to technology. So uh, human evolution had exponential growth in power in our relationship to nature and such when you don't have just simply genetic evolution but cultural social evolution that comes with the ability to evolve and pass along more than just your genes, namely via language. Then language gets written, then language gets recorded, and all this kind of stuff. Well, now technology... We participate via the cloud and all this other kinds of stuff and the ever-ongoing shared wealth of human knowledge. Well, if the technium, which is like a a concept of kind of describing the way in which humans have extended themselves through technology, uh, we have changed ourselves by creating and inventing stuff. Now, those very same technologies are reshaping what it means to be human. Uh, And the question for the 21st century is going to be, what does it mean to be human? when uh, our tools are making us and we're not making them. Right. All right. And as a process person, I just want to say that uh, Whitehead anticipated uh, the way in which information would re- create a positive feedback loop and remorph anthropology. It's in Adventures of Ideas Part 4. And there we have it right there. Everybody, this is Trip Fuller from the Homebrew Christianity World. Also the author of Jesus, The Guide to Jesus, uh-huh. and the editor of all the other... Which one? Do you have a new a new book out that you edited? Today. It came out today. Today, which is? The Guide to Church History, Flaming Heretics and Heavy Drinkers. That's going to be fun. By Bill Leonard. Love it. All right, everybody. Church Peace. History. It's a church history book. Origin reviewed it on the back. I saw that. I know. Was it Vishnu as well? Or No, that was The Guide to God. <laughs> oh, that's right. Origin. Hey, I've read them all except for this last one. Well, it came out today. That's, well, I, I actually got it about a week ago, and I still haven't read it. I, 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 I haven't had a physical copy yet. I got a copy before you. Yeah, I saw a stack of them in the books. Stint, and I was like, 
Hey, there you, you know a secret? Go, go I actually tell all my publishers that my actual mailing address is my mom's, so she gets all my books first. That's very sweet of you. Yeah, I'm a mama's boy. That is a North Carolina mama's boy right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even though he likes the Lakers, we forgive that. He's a good boy. All right, everybody, we're out. We have Michael Waters at the Wild Goose Festival. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Doing great. So we got three really easy questions. First one, favorite beverage? Mardell's apple cider. Cider. Two, favorite theologian? Dr. King. Dr. King. And lastly, most pressing theological issue of our time? Theology around the sanctity of black bodies. Most pressing issue. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, we got Steve Knight here. So how you doing? Very well. Favorite beverage? I'm gonna have to say, No Dot Brewing's Coco Loco. I've never had that. It's a Charlotte beer, so I'm I'm giving it a shout out. Nice. Check out the Charlotte uh, breweries. Most influential shape shaper, theologian, philosopher, thinker. If you could, pretty much the rest of your life, saying this is the only person that can influence me, who would that be? Wow. Now. Um, I that's even more intense. I, 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 I was going to say, and I will say, Ilya Dilio. I would love for her to speak here at Wild Goose. She's still with us, um, and she's a Catholic nun. Um, and uh, speaking to futurism and technology in ways that um, people need to grapple with more than they are. And uh, so uh, her work is through a thing called, I think it's called the Omega Institute. Um, look up Ilya Delio. And lastly, most pressing theological issue right now, 21st century. Wow. I'm going to stick with um, uh, transhumanism. Uh, and how do we, as people of faith, grapple with new technology and life extension and... Uh, everything from the Fitbit and Apple Watch, and you know, how, to what degree do we become cyborgs? And uh, theologically, we need to grapple with that. Hey, Brew Theology, this is Janelle, and it is closing morning at Wild Goose Festival in uh, North Carolina, and I'm here with Kimberly who happens to live in the great city of Boulder, Colorado, right up the street Ooh. from me. And so Kim is going to, Kimberly? Kimberly. Kimberly is going to answer our magic three questions. So Kimberly, what is your favorite beverage? Well, if it's beer, if it's in a bottle, it's three philosophers of Omegang. Ooh. And if it's on tap, it's going to be the quadruple at Avery Brewing Company. Ooh. Like the hops, huh? Yeah. Well, the the Belgian rich. Oh, the Belgian. Okay. Yes. That sounds awesome. The sipping uh, beers. The sipping beers. <laughs> I love it. Um, so our second question is, who is your favorite theologian? Uh, Teller de Chardin. Ooh, going back. Yes. Very influential. I, I love him. I love where he comes from and realizing that creation is all a divine pulse. Awesome. All right, my dad's a huge fan, so I've heard that name my whole life. Um, and then finally, um, what do you think is our biggest, uh, most pressing theological issue right now? The theological issue that I think is most pressing is that we are still dividing. We're still using our experience and articulating it in theology as a means of separating and defining 
when I think we need to find all the ways that theology leads us to realize we're from the same source. Awesome. I agree. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for taking thank a minute you. out and have fun packing all the damp stuff as you get ready to fly back to or Colorado. Drenched yeah, stuff. Or drenched stuff. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks. All right. We got Reverend Vince Anderson from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Doing awesome. We've got a few questions for you. So first, favorite brew? Favorite brew, would, I mean, it would have to be Six Point Reverence Instant Pentecostal Apostle, which is a, a collaboration I did with Six Point Brewery out of Brooklyn. Um, and uh, it's only available at the shows I play on Monday night. So now I want to move back to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's there. And it's, uh, yeah, it's an IPA, hence the Instant Pentecostal Apostle. IPA, that's what we play. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Sorry, so favorite thinker, theologian, philosopher that has shaped your life? All right, well, you know, I, I think we have enough theology. <laughs> like, we got a lot of it, and, and to me, we don't, um, we don't need any more. Um, so I'm going to go with an artist instead. Do it. So for me, it's Mavis Staples, um, of the Staples Singers. Um, probably the most singular... Um, voice for me of, of gospel um, and also of social justice and I mean staple singers were the house band of the of the of the civil rights movement and I think they still are a beacon for us in this day um, and her voice will will lead us to me will lead us there quicker than any theologian would nice yeah. nice so speaking of theology uh, the most pressing theological issue right now in the 21st century moving forward um I would. I think it would be real similar to what I just said that that uh, we need um, to get beyond theology. Um, that that um, the church has been so interested in theology for the last, you know, two, since the Reformation, really, since the Reformation, um, and it hasn't really gotten us anywhere. Like, all right. At all. At all. So, so I would say the most pressing theological. Uh, issue is art <laughs> alright Vince thanks for hanging with yeah. us man indeed thanks for having me thank you so much yeah. here we are with senior vice president Anna Fox amazing person great event we loved it we had a great time so three questions for you and okay. wearing the best butterfly sunglasses ever don't they rock we gotta take a, awesome. we'll take a picture with her and we'll post it online too <laughs> awesome. okay. okay favorite beer I don't drink beer. Favorite beverage? <laughs> uh, Mom's Brut Rosé Champagne. Nice. Yes. We need to bring some champagne next year. Uh, there's a bottle in my refrigerator in my cabin. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Come on over after we get to the third question. <laughs> your, your favorite thinker, philosopher, my theologian. Fa- uh, actually, uh, Diana Butler Bass. Yeah, she's nice. great. She is pretty she's awesome. She's amazing. What's her, yeah. her next book, what's it going to be? You know, she told me, and I promptly forgot. It's very different than her other books. Yeah. She's going in a, she's stepping, really stepping out on this one. And when she told me, I'm going, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what we need. And yeah. I can't remember now because. The last one was, gra- was Grounded, wasn't it? Yes. So this is completely different. Totally different than Grounded. It's awesome. She's yeah. great. And then uh, the most pressing theological issue right now, 21st century, moving forward. It's a loaded question. It is a loaded question. Um and, you know, really the simple answer is that 
if we can just all really understand the radical walk that Jesus walked and walked it, we wouldn't have any pressing theological questions in the 21st century because we would be doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. That may be one of the best answers I've heard. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for your time. And, and listeners, if you're hearing all these sounds, it is loadout time at the Wild Goose. So cars are coming in, tents are going out, and we're still here just for you. One more night. One more night. Rocket. Thanks. Thank you. All right, it's closing time right now. Walking the trails with Mickey Scott Bay Jones right here. How yeah. you doing, Mickey? Good. Good Ready to go home and stop sweating all the time. <laughs> so, really easy questions, especially the first two. Yeah. Well, this first one might be more difficult than you think if you think things too too complicated in your head and you're like, the favorite beverage beer that you, if you could only drink one drink the rest of your life, what would it be? That's a tough question. Is it? I mean, I, I, I can't even answer it, and I've asked everybody. So here's the thing. The super practical side of me is like, uh, duh, water, or you die. Um, so <laughs> How about a beverage with a little bit of this thing called ABV? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would probably be red wine, because it's also good for you, right? It has, it, like, it is. these ingredients that are supposedly like I think I read a study one time so I would just feel really good about it every time I pour myself a glass of red wine like this is healthy and now they have these like new yoga classes while you drink wine with the glass in hand oh that that hasn't hit my area yet Mm -hmm. I need to look into that we we have gotten trap yoga though recently yeah sold out in like 10 minutes I'm trying to get myself to trap I I want to be a yoga lover okay moving on if you could think of like one thinker theologian philosopher doesn't really matter and this is this is it the rest of your life the one person who's influenced you and you had their this is the only books you could ever read one just one um i'm a pretty big bell hook stan so it'd probably be bell yeah and i consider her a theologian so theologian everybody's a theologian right so Yeah. yeah that'd be it all right most pressing theological issue in the 21st century moving forward. Like I said, the first two are easier. Okay. I'm ready. What's the issue? The most the pressing most pres- theological issue that we need to tackle moving forward. The most the- most pressing theological issue? Yes. And everything is theological. Everything is theological. Um, what I want to say is something around... Um, identity or the intersections of our lives, right? That, um, right, like Audre Lorde said, there's no, we can't be single issue people, like, because there's no, we can't have single issue uh, activism because we're not single issue people, right? So understanding this idea that we, that everything intersects. Um, we just had our, our Nate symposium and the focus was um, the UN Declaration on Indigenous People. And we talked about the murdered and missing women, especially in Canada. And it was a theology conference, right? Because that's a theological conversation and question. So, but so many people would look at that and be like, why, this is supposed to be about theology. Why are they talking about missing and murdered women? Why are they talking about the UN Declaration? What does that have to do with the Bible and church and theology. So I think there are going to be more conversations like that because it has to 
like actually touch our real lives or else it's worthless. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for brewing. You're welcome. Yeah. All right.